What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh-uh. That ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just want to keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh-uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. We're rolling. We are coming to you live. <laughs> Sorry, man. Not really though, because I'm not rolling on IG live yet. But I will be. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. <laughs> but um, no, I was saying earlier. When's the last time you got a number from a female or from anybody really for that matter written down for you on a piece of paper and, and handed to you? You know, physically. Like on some template type textile type seventeen hundred shit. I don't know if that's ever happened to me. <laughs> to be honest, you never had somebody I think, pull out the pen and quill. I think the closest is like when I used to wait tables, maybe on the beach, and this lady like wrote her number on a receipt, <laughs> and I didn't realize. But it was weird because I think it was her and her man. I think they were swingers. <laughs> was he in the back winking? Like, Dude, they were both just like hitting on me the whole day. Oh, I'm pretty sure. So it was kind of weird. I need an age range. I need a picture. Oh man, I, this was years ago. I don't really remember. They were they weren't old, but like maybe upper twenties, low thirties. You weren't into it. How old were you, dude? I I was maybe twenty two. I was into it. I went tried to meet them, but I don't think they were at the bar. They like I went in and I don't remember what happened, but I didn't end up meeting up with them. <laughs> But I think that's the last time I got like a number for real. That's a real party. I think I'd have been into that. <laughs> I think I might have been down, depending on how she looked. Looking back, I maybe should have done it. I don't know. The guy's kind of weird. I don't think I'd ever want to do that with like another guy. But, like, but with a like, guy like that, he's watching. <laughs> he's a cuck. That's what we call the C U C K. He is a watcher and a jerker. The only thing you got to worry about is staying hard while he's. Whacking it in the watching in the corner. Yeah, just don't, you know, eyes on yeah. her. Yo, yeah, to be honest, that word cuck is so funny. It is. Like, if you just say it randomly, like, cuck. oh, cuck, like something happened, you just say it, like, people might look at you funny, but that's just, just kind of funny to say. I think it was hilarious how it got randomly associated with Hillary Clinton voters <laughs> and Harry, Hillary Clinton supporters, specifically the male ones. A bunch of cucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we digress. Yeah, definitely. But what, you you got a number today, right? Yeah, I got a physical number on a piece of paper from a girl at, at the dispensary. I went to Remedy, Columbia, to get my uh, uh, discount for the industry because they get 20% discount on Sundays. Love. Hashtag love. And while I was there, there was this nice young lady who I've been conversing with back and forth. We don't use names, but we do use situations. And she was beautiful. And she kept talking about my heavy credit card. My heavy, heavy credit card. And she said, this is a really heavy card. And I said, this card is for the initiated. This card is for travelers. 
This card is for those with decent credit scores, and it's not for newbies. She goes, well, I use the venture capital card. I go, well, you probably qualify for this card. And she said, oh, well, I'd be interested in signing up. I'm like, oh, well, let me get those 50,000 bonus points up off of you for the referral. Uh, just go ahead and write down your email, and I'll fly you wherever you want to go one way. I'll get you there. You get yourself back. That's the deal. All right? Go ahead and get these referral points because it's 50,000 bonus points for anybody that you refer on Chase Sapphire. And that's about $500, one-way flight, $120 pretty much, all the way to the West Coast. So, yeah. And I told her to write down her email. She went ahead and wrote down her number and name, which means she probably wants the vitamin D. I'm just saying. And, yeah. I mean, when's the last time that happened? Because, you know, we're swiping these days. We're in the digital age of dating. Yeah. And um, these females are... I mean, they're meeting strangers. Well, well, does it count to just, like, if you meet somebody and then, like, they put it in your phone? What do you mean? Like, is that physically, like, in the number? Or you mean, like, actually written on paper? Yeah, like, if I write it on paper. Yeah, no, I know that's what you mean. I'm saying, though, like, but does that other way count? Like, you're out somewhere at a party and you're like, oh, like, let me me get your number. And they put it in your phone. Is that the same thing? Because, like, the, the apps are a whole different thing. If the... Number in the phone thing is the closest thing you got. I'll take it because you're right. The app thing is a whole nother thing. Like that's, that's a whole nother thing. Like yeah, yeah. But basically like grabbing pussy. You still get file. a number. It's just like you don't have to write on paper because your phone is the paper. You know. There are levels. All right. So I'm talking like straight up paper and pen type. Yeah, like the wood. Yeah, like, I remember that, say that scene in the wood where yeah. he's like, "Oh, I don't have pen and paper." And she wrote it in his hand. Yes, like yeah. that type of shit. I, yeah, no, nah, I don't remember when that's yeah happened. I've been never seen. But that was that was a relevant time. How do you remember how old you were when you first got a cell phone? Shit, uh, seventh, eighth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. Okay. So, so like what, thir- four, 13, 14? Okay. So you got held back. That's cool. No, I didn't get held back. <laughs> February, bro. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm joking, man. No, I think I got my first phone when I was a freshman in high school. I was like fourteen or fifteen or something like that. And it was like 2005. And I don't ever remember thinking, oh, yeah, now I can save girls' numbers easier. But that's basically what it became. It just became a method for me. Like, it was a conduit for more vagine. That's all it was. It became a conduit for more vagine. (laughs) Chicken vagina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty dope, though. I mean, that probably feels good. You yes. get a number written on paper, it probably just throws you off, though. It's like when you see a payphone. <laughs> so, yeah, like light poles. Why are those still light poles? I've seen a, I seen a payphone in uh, Key West. Mm. But I was not going to touch it. That shit's dirty as fuck. Oh, I could imagine. You you would need gloves and, like, and like a, a cloth to put over your face before you put the phone to your head if you ever need to use a payphone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, black light wouldn't do it justice. You need uh, X-ray yeah. to see through it to see like what that thing is seeing. Like you need the like the professional grade bleach. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't think about that type of stuff back in the day when we would touch payphones and all that stuff. You never thought about the fact that oh, this might be infested with some dudes <laughs> like straight up man gravy. Like speaking of which. You see that story? It's wild shit. Like these high school kids made cupcakes and took them to I school, did. and they came in them. 
pieces. Dude, I've, I've, would beat all of their asses if they ever gave, if anyone ever gave me cupcake with their company and I didn't know, I'd be so pissed. Well, this is why I never ate things. Like, I might go to jail. Oh, for sure. But this is why I never ate things at bakeries, like at school bakeries, when kids would bring things. And My mom schooled me when I was eight years old. She said, do not eat treats from, and I don't mean to be racist out here, but the white families. She <laughs> said, the white families let the dogs lick the spoons. You don't know what's going on out here while they're baking and cooking. And at the end of the day, she was right. She was right. Because I went and visited a friend of mine, and that's exactly what they were doing. They were like, and the dog tastes the same. That's shit. nasty, bro. Taste, yeah, it was pretty gross. Dog hair all in there. I got a ringworm staying the night over there once. So I learned my lesson as at a, a young age. As a white person, I can say that not all white do that. I'm glad. I'm glad y'all aren't a monolith. I Please. never, ever let the dog... I don't even let the dog lick me. Fuck. Good. Speak. Yeah, man. Speak up for... Speak, man. Speak up for your race. <laughs> Come on now. Because that shit is... Ugh. Not your race, but your people. <laughs> that's we all are human man. Like, Dogs eat their own shit sometimes. Like, I don't need that, that licking me even now. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, I learned that at an early age. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't... Especially some teenage boys. Where the fuck did y'all learn to bake? <laughs> Who taught y'all how to bake? What was this for? Is it a bake sale? I don't know. What you raising? Nah, I for? think they just took the No, I'm just school. saying these are the questions I will ask before eating. This is why this wouldn't happen to us, I'm saying. <laughs> As intelligent, free thinking individuals out here. The first things like we just don't we don't want cupcakes out here. Come on, what you doing? Like, come on. Too greedy at school. Should be eating cupcakes. It was just some fat face ass teachers who were probably mean to the kids in the first place and probably deserves. Yeah. That'd be so I'm bad, man. That'd be so bad. Yeah, that's that's just evil. Whatever happened to a good old-fashioned friend who just threw TP in the house or something, or egg the car? Well, nothing in cupcakes now? That's the level it's gotten to in 2018? Wait, like, fuck. Yeah, that might be, yeah. Yeah, they went too far. I take back, I, I, re- I rebuke everything I just said. They went, they went too far, for sure. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, the only people who do that type of shit are, like, on Jackass. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville's coming out with a new movie, too. They keep paying this man to come out with movies, like, I guess it's because no one else is making movies like that, but, how? I like Johnny Knoxville, but how? Well, I mean, when you really think about the grand scheme of things, that fan base is... The- in the early 30s now. The fan base who fell in love with Jackass and Tony Hawk and that skateboard humor culture. So they're still the ones that are paying these dudes. And if you look at like where they've gone in terms of scale of popularity, they've kind of gone with that age group in terms of demographics. So it makes sense. Like they used to be super huge in the theaters and now they're kind of teetering off straight to DVD, straight to Netflix type bullshit. You know, straight to Netflix is not really a bad a I bad mean, thing. But it's not a terrible thing, but like, you know, those they're probably levels. get paid, man. They get money, but there's levels. I'm sure Johnny Knoxville is not hurt. Nah. But it's not like it was. It can't be. There's no way. 
Like when, man, those dudes were the biggest stars. They started that reality TV physical humor shit, at least to that level. Yo, did you ever play uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Yeah, I played it. I was terrible at it. I was always terrible with those games. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, those were the shit. Yeah, I remember being able to design your own park and stuff, and like being able to string tricks together and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that game That's all I really had to say about that. <laughs> that's, that's, that all was really, that's all I was really going there. And, and that's all Jake had to say about that. and just started chatting it up and like I started talking to her there then we just started hanging out like outside of work um every now and then and then yeah that, that's just went that way one day yeah and then at the bar it was just like I had a few drinks come on around her and that was that was that that was, <laughs> that was the end of that <laughs> yeah and then it's official no Facebook official it's not all that bullshit it's like the old school but that was what like you said four or five years ago yeah, that was, I mean, what year is it? It's 2018. So you know what year it is? I'm sorry, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm trying to think, bro, like, it's 2018. I think I first met her in 2012, and then we got together in, like, 2013. Okay, so this is a little bit of a drawn-out process. But you y'all were friends before you were lovers. Yeah. Friends the lovers. Yeah. The natural progression. Yeah. Yeah, like... Business associates. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> like, I got you. You didn't have her number before you were fucking her, basically. No, I did. Okay. Oh, yeah, for business purposes. Yeah, I mean, we worked together, but yeah. It was funny, though, because, like, my buddies at work would be like, oh, you and her are going to get together. Like, you might as well just announce it. Like, y'all are together. And I was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, nah, bro. Like, I'm... I'm just me like that's 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 just that and then sure enough that was right <laughs> be honest were you plotting uh at first no and then like after a little while yeah yeah that's how I am so I'll start plotting until I see there's an opening it was it was funny though cause like the girl who smoked cig uh, that I would go sit and smoke cigs with was like the mediator between the two so I remember one day I ran out to her I, well, my boss, I think, had a hand in setting this shit up, too, which is kind of crazy, because one day he came to me and was like, he was like, you know, Jake, I need to talk to you. And I knew, somehow I knew what he, was, what he wanted to talk about. And I was like, not right now. I don't want to talk about that. And, and he was just like, he was like, oh, well, I just think that, like, you are two of my favorite people. Like, two of my favorite people just got together. Like, I think that would be fantastic and it would be so great. And then I just remember I ran out to the friend who I would smoke with, she was sitting on the beach, and I'd be like, I'd be like, yo, I think I feel this way, and then she started laughing, <laughs> and I was like, she's talked to you too, hasn't she? She's like, yeah. She's like, but I know you first, so I'll let, I'll tell you about it. And I'm like, oh, all right. It's just uh, your friend was like a matchmaker in Mulan. 
It was like my boss set that shit up, and then like my friend helped. It's just kind of funny. Well, it's and like it played its course, but you know, it's whatever. Well, it was organic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how long did it last? For three to five years. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Depending on. <laughs> yeah. How you how you count it? But that's how it's supposed to go. So my relationship broke off over some bullshit. But the way it started was because Tevin introduced me to a group of his friends when we initially moved, or when I initially moved to D.C. Uh, this is about three years ago. This is when I first started grad school. So we met out, and there was this chick, and she was gorgeous. So I was like, okay, cool. We're vibing, and we go ahead, exchange numbers, have the natural progression of how boy meets girl goes but I had to go back to Tampa so we established a rapport digitally through that Facebook through that social media and through numbers you know what I'm saying and yeah. it was weird because she was the one that was the aggressor because when I got to DC she messaged me I, I'm not going to say I forgot about her but you know I was a little timid and she messaged me first when I got here saying hey you saw this you've gotten settled in let's hang out and we hung out and it just like that yeah. you know, two months after we met and, you know, we moved pretty fast. So we weren't friends before lovers. And if we were friends, it was only for that night that we met out with, you know, Tevin over the summer when I was looking at apartments. But, you know, that relationship could have gone faster and, or could have lasted longer. And I feel like if you don't initiate it in person, there's just this ease of access associated with these apps and this desensitization where, like, we feel like too many fish in the sea, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we just gonna be able to get the next one. It doesn't really matter. Men and women, both. I am saying women, like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone out with a chick off Tinder or Bumble, had a good time, maybe we hook up, maybe we don't, but I don't hear anything from them after I reach out again. And maybe it's because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> or like, we don't vibe on the level that I think we do, but you know, I think it has something to do with these women too. Just feeling like dudes now, like shit, I, I just want some dick. I mean, I wouldn't say it's that they feel that way now. I think women have always felt that way. I think it's just been, like, kind of a societal view on on women that have them have to fit into this box, but, like, that shouldn't be how it is. But, like, now social media, to me, has kind of ruined a lot of things. Like, I know it's a way to, to you, know, you know, get more people to see things and more connected. Like, obviously, news spreads faster, but at the same time, maybe social interaction... And, like, everyone wants to compare their life and their situation to everybody else. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's like, oh, we don't do this together. We don't live together yet. Like, there's no timeline to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, like, people see other people, and then now they have they have a timeline. It's like, oh, why are they moving in together after six months? It's been this long. We don't even live together. It's like, stop comparing it. <laughs> there's no such thing as normal. So there is no normal timeline. There's no normal relationship. Like, social media, I think, is kind of a bad thing. Well, people have a barometer now to measure things by relationship-wise, where they live, what they drive. And all of the CEO or the creators of Facebook and social media apps like Instagram and stuff, I forget who it was. Was it the creator of Facebook, one of them, that said, I'm sorry for what we've done. Like, he, we literally had to apologize. He wasn't... It wasn't Zuckerberg, but it was somebody on their board was like, social media definitely ruins, like, democracy, and it's been a bad thing. Yeah. 
I think overall, like, I understand the benefits of it, but I just think the negatives outweigh the positives. Well, I don't think, think about what Facebook was when it started. It was just a way to hook up with chicks. And well, it really was a vendetta against his ex or whatever the way the movie portrayed it. Like, I, it wasn't meant to I be. I wouldn't say that's what Facebook was. That's what his, like, hot or not thing was. That Facebook was, like, for college students to connect. Like, it was for Harvard kids. To connect, to connect other, other Harvard kids, kids and like those, just those schools, and then like it grew to be like a lot of things. But yeah, I don't. I mean, it's just like it was to find out about parties and like maybe share pictures and stuff, make fun of people. Like, like I guess if you jokes. had like class together too, like you could be friends with people in your class and talk about work. It, it was a way to connect. But just imagine that's where it started, and now it got to the point where okay, my grandma's on it, my uncle's on it. They're all sharing their views about things that. We didn't even know they thought about it anymore. And, oh, I found out Grandma's a racist now. <laughs> and she's a part of some, you know, hate Jews group that I didn't even know existed. Or maybe it isn't even real because it's some Russian bot who's gained control of the platform for which used to be about sharing stupid dick pics and groups with frat boys. Like, it's just, it expounded to something that Mark Zuckerberg didn't plan on it doing. And now he's having secret meetings with dignitaries and presidents and senate hearings and I just think he's gotten too big for his britches. That's why he looks so damn surprised sitting on a booster chair up there like, he's, man, he wasn't made for this. He wasn't built for this. You know, so <laughs> I think it's kind of unfair. Like, maybe Facebook shouldn't be a thing that we use for the things that we're using it for. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it I mean, there's no way to, like, tone it, it back, though. Like, it's kind to what it is. How do you tone it back? But, um, I just random want to break in just because I've just seen it when I looked at my phone. Uh, I just want to say uh, rest in peace and happy birthday to Mike Brown. Uh, he would have been 22 today. So, RRP. Yeah, RRP and happy birthday. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like, there's so many different ways to see information now, too. Yeah, and, I mean, I saw a crazy, I don't want to give away Chris Rock's bit, but if anyone hasn't seen Tamarine on Netflix by now, that's your own fault because it's been out for a few months. But he makes a good joke and a good analogy to how relationships are now versus how they used to be and why shit tears down so quickly. It's like you don't have the chance to miss anybody. Like I was telling Tevin, with Jay, you know, they're always going to be on the phone. You can always see constant updates on Instagram, tag each other on Facebook, whatever. Like you know what people are doing in terms of the people you're close to, you know what they're doing every minute of every day if you really want to because they're going to let you know or let the world know at large. So back in the day, 60s, 70s, 80s, you didn't see your significant other for nine hours at a time. You saw them in the morning and at night when you got home from work. So you had a chance to catch up on everything. You know, you had a chance to miss each other, love one another, and then boom, you go off ahead of your business. So there was just a natural... I don't know. It was just different. It was it was more the way it's supposed to be back then. I think. I think now we're still evolving to get used to the way things are. Oh yeah. I mean, if you think about it, technology has been uh, technology's been growing like so fast exponentially since it started, right? So, and this just started in what? 2008, like, it's all relatively new Facebook machine, 2008. Like, when, like, the first iPhone came out in, like, 2000, 2008, 2006. 
and then now we have 10 different iPhones and the first iPhone you couldn't even send picture messages on and now it's like you do everything on your phone you have more computer power in your hand now than it took to get the space people <laughs> space people they, they take NASA <laughs> to get the shuttle to the moon you know if you believe in that sort of Oh, you think, what, you, you think they didn't go to the moon? You believe, you're that conspiracy theorist guy? For that one, for that one? I have questions, bro. Oh, shoot. Like what? You're not Neil deGrasse fucking Tyson, do you know? You don't know, <laughs> all right? You're not the guy I want to ask, but just know I have questions. That's all we'll leave it at that. I'm a pretty smart guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty smart too, bro. I know how to read. I, I, know, you, I know, I know. I so, never said you're not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm missing, all right? It's been proven that there's some footage that was faked. All right, I've looked into the moon landing conspiracy pretty heavy. I'm not going to get into it, man. all right? <laughs> we, we've been to space. Space exists. It's a real thing. I'm not a flat earther out here, all right? But hashtag free thought. Hashtag black ops. Hashtag CIA. Hashtag FBI. Hashtag, you know, Iran-Contra. You know, there's some real conspiracies out here. Hashtag... Operation Northwoods. Hashtag Bay of Pigs. Hashtag Kennedy assassination. Yeah, this is what? What are you looking at over there, man? Put your phone back. What are you doing? <laughs> what are, you, are you swiping? No, no. I was trying to try to log into something. Let's get to that. Where's Where's your swipe like on that, man? Bro, I haven't downloaded that shit. Why not? I just haven't been on it. I deleted it for a little bit. I know you said that, but like, I thought we talked about you getting back in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, I was just taking, I'm trying to get to, like, a little bit off. I need just a couple more days. This week, my schedule shifted earlier this week, but my schedule's been changing a lot lately, so I'm pretty extra tired this week, so I was like, you know what, before before I'm just, like, wasting shit, the little newbie boost, let me, let me just wait till I'm not so overly tired. You need to get you a couple slobber knockers here and just, you know, you're on a seven-game series. I had a couple days off, and now you're coming up on game two. It's time to download. <laughs> but, yeah, I was trying to trying to reset my password on Foot Locker. Bro. And uh, it was, like, access denied. And I'm like, no shit, I don't know my password. I'm trying to reset it. That's what this fucking email is about. Even <laughs> these fucking Jays. Hey, they're pretty sweet, and... Yeah, we're breaking. We're not about racial stereotypes here. I don't give a shit about Jews. Uh, shoes. <laughs> you don't give a shit about Jews? All right, man. Well, no, no, I agree. It's all good. Don't edit that out. Like, you gotta leave that. I will leave it in. Slip of the thumb. But no, I don't give a shit about shoes out here. Like, the fancy shoes that people spend $120 on. And this guy over here, Jake, loves him a good Jordan. Loves a good jet. I've owned two pair of Jordans in my life, and this guy is wasting time on the podcast figuring out his login for Foot Locker. <laughs> to just look at the shit. No, to enter the raffle. To enter the raffle to get in line for the right to buy the shoe. Not to get in line, just to be like, okay, like, you get the shoe. Like, they, they make it so people can't you get, get the like, right to buy the shoe. Yeah, like, it's smart. Is, you can get shot for a ticket out here. What the fuck? No, if it's digital, how am I going to get shot? Oh, it's digital. Yeah, you like enter your info online and then this number goes and the system is random, picks the people, and then it'll let you know if you win or not. But wait, is your phone fingerprint? 
No, I got no fingerprint on my phone. So you, somebody needs the code to get into your phone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, as long as you don't adjust to the Black Mirror world, you'll be fine. But in the future, all people gotta do is cut off your hand. Yeah. They'll just take your RFID chip. Two, 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 two uh, factor authentication. That way, it'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> thumbprint and code. You need thumbprint. You need code. It's like you walk off with my hand and my phone, and then it's like, oh, okay, the thumbprint works, and then it's like, what's the code? And then they're like, fuck. <laughs> Cause there's some real good savages out here. They'll cut your hand off for some shoes today. So, I don't doubt it. Did you see the video of the kid that got robbed for fake Jordans? Yeah, yeah. The off whites, they just they robbed them and then they took them to the pawn shop and they were like, "Oh no, we're not buying these." <laughs> Did you see? I just saw the video earlier. Oh, this, the reaction? No, no. This dude, uh, someone tried to rob him for his Louis V bag. Like seventeen hundred dollar bag or something. He was like, he's like, no, you are not getting this bag. And he said the dude had a gun in his face and shit. And he was like, not gonna give up the bag. No, I did not see that shit. Yeah, that's crazy, man. People, hey, people need to just come up off it. Hey, he didn't give up the bag. He still had it in the interview with the news. Damn, but see that, that's bold. I would have come up off it. So he must have smacked the dude in the head with the bag. Like throwing him off guard and then took the gun or something. He must have known money didn't have a gun. Was it? He so he had a gun. Yeah. Damn, this damn. It's a gay dude. Uh, I hate just to, to like say oh he sounded like it, but he sounded like it. Yeah, Jay, come on, we could be honest. He sounded gay. He had a, he had a Louis Vuitton bag. What was he doing with a Louis Vuitton bag? Was it a male looking Louis Vuitton bag? It, it was a larger one. It was dark, like. I don't, I don't know how was the Louis Vuitton purse man. I mean, no no it's bigger than a purse so it could be like a duffel almost maybe not as big is he effeminate uh he's like your normal preppy like dude oh. I might have to see this video clip to see whether or not your social justice warrior stance here is justified let me see if I can find who put, who is like videoing it put the studio Human rights activists out here still don't think Facebook is doing nearly enough. I agree. Not doing enough to protect my dick pics. Man, can you think about, like, if we were teenagers, when cell phones weren't a thing, how easy it would be to get away with shit? Uh, I like, mean, I did get away with a lot. Of cell phones, I mean, come on, cell phones weren't really that prominent until, what, we were, like, 16. You I'm, get away with a lot I'm of shit? Sh- I'm saying, well, I, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, our parents could be, like, when they were kids, it could be, like, yo, I'm going to, uh, I'm going over to so-and-so's house, and then it's, like, the parent will be, like, okay, call me when you get there, and then you call from their house, and then you just dip out. Mm. Whereas, like, now you have a cell phone, your parent can call you, and if you have location on, like, you never know, people can fucking find my friend, you know, and, like, shit like that. I get what you're saying, yeah, for sure. Or, like, if someone takes a picture and puts it on Facebook, and then somehow your parent ends up seeing it. Yeah, if you got helicopter parents, you're fucked. And I, I mean, I'm lucky to have been raised by a single mom who trusted me. I never went through any of that. Like, I would tell my mom I was going somewhere and then not be there. And then just be somewhere else. And then just come home on Sunday and it was fine. But, oh, is this the clip? Suffice it to say that Jared Clooney is not No, yeah, no, he's not gay. And then he fired a second shot. He goes, Dave, give me your bag. And I said, you're not getting my bag. Confronted by an arm. He might be. Wow, I, okay. So, yeah, just fine. So, just switch. For sure. But I don't know what he is. Jared Clooney is 
He could just be Metro. He could be homo. I'm not sure. We do know he's a homo safe. He's a human being. Yeah. Bags should not be sold. I mean, sold. either way, yeah, he shouldn't get bags sold. He shouldn't have to deal with that. But, Bigotry or no, just garden variety theft. But no one stole his bag, so he must have he must have did something to the robber. Yeah, that, that could be a hate crime or just your everyday attempted mugging. I think LeBron robbed the Celtics of the game league last night. I think LeBron is going to shut up a lot of haters when he wins the series in six games. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, averaging nearly a triple-double throughout this playoff run a game. I think the way they played last night, like, they're not going to go back to games one. Well, I just hope that they're capable of hitting those shots. And by they, I mean Kyle Corver, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love. Well, okay, I don't... Kevin Love has played fairly well this series. Yes. Other than game one. I think... Those other guys, only one, only one other person other than LeBron and Kevin Love need to be on. And I ultimately, I'm going to say, like I said yesterday, I think George Hill is that guy. It's going to be George. It's going to be a mix of George Hill and Kyle Korver. They need Kyle Korver running off those screens and pop shot. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying out of him, like Korver, Smith, Hill, really, they only need one of those guys to put up like 12 plus in order to win. The other guys can have, like, decent role games and be all right. Yeah. I mean, and I was looking at LeBron's assist numbers. He had 12. Like I was saying, the only reason I think he had 12 was because those guys were hitting those shots consistently in the flow of the offense. But it's not like he couldn't have 12 assists every night. It's just those dudes aren't hitting for him all the time. It's just, yeah. You know, that's the that's the X factor. We say, yeah, is it going to be George Hill or is it going to be Kevin Love? At the end of the day, it's really just, are any of y'all going to be consistent enough for LeBron to make this, you know, make this happen? Yeah, I mean, I guess that would be for any any team, though. Like, But I'm saying, like, I don't think it only takes, other than LeBron, only two of them to be on out of the five that they have. Two out of five is not a lot. Yeah, no, I know. I know. That's, I mean, that's why he's been able to carry teams to the final. He's that good. All you, it's like... LeBron versus Air. I mean, all you need is him and two other people, or LeBron with Air. But they won, like, 30-plus last night, 30, and LeBron put up, what, like, 25, 27? Yeah. It's like, he doesn't need to put up 40. They play best when he's putting up 27, 30, and 12 assists with, like, like 10 rebounds. Those guys just need to play the role that Cleveland brought them into play. Well, yeah, that's why I get pissed when people try to blame LeBron and say, oh, well, he's been making players worse since 2015. Ever since he left the Eagles, we've been able to make players better. That's why Kyrie left. That's why Jordan Clarkson's numbers went down and Rodney Rodney Hood went from averaging 16 to whatever the hell he's doing off the bench, man. Like I always say, they were doing that on non-playoff contending teams, even Kyrie. How many playoff runs did the Cavs make before his ass tasted glory and then decided to run off to Boston on another playoff ready-made team? I mean, this team has already proven that they don't need Kyrie for shit. They don't need Kyrie. They don't need him. They don't. Let's be honest. 
Yeah, I just I. Terry Rozier has been great in these playoffs, but can you really trust him to do that all year? Man, Terry Rozier could be my number one, and Shane Larkin off the bench. You you really think after two two and a half series, like bro, that, he's got that shows that Rozier could do that for eighty two games? Yeah, especially with Kyrie Irving having two knee injuries and on a twenty one million dollar contract. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. I'm just saying, I trust Kyrie more to perform for eighty two games Matter than fact, I trust three Terry knee injuries because he got his knee hurt coming out of Duke. No man, these knees brittle. That knee's brittle. He's not even 30 yet, bro. He's younger than me. Coming off three different knee surgeries? That's that Derrick Rose. That's that Derrick Rose, Jake. That's that Derrick Rose. Hey, Derrick Rose had a decent year this year when he started decent. playing for Minnesota. Decent. Yeah, he was all right. All right. And the way Kyrie Irving depends on those cuts and his explosiveness going to the rim, I really wouldn't count on that lasting another three years strong. So, in all honesty, yeah, give me Terry Rozier. I'm going to be 100% real with you. I would trade him for what I could get for Kyrie right now. Because Terry Rozier has proven enough to me. And he, we don't need him for all 82. Just get us to the playoffs. And he's proven that he's got enough heart to ball in the playoffs. Nobody can guard him. And I don't know. It's, I don't know. We talked about it, man. He's our new play. Man. I like I'm him. Blooded. I'm just saying, like. What up, blood? Don't use the C word around, bro. I'm just saying. It's hard to trust somebody that long over that many games, like, after just two and a half series. I understand. I'm being overzealous. I mean, it's like moment. we've seen it before, you know? Prisoner of the moment I'm being. Like, we saw Jeremy Lin go off for a month and a half. And then, nothing. Jeremy Lin's still good, man. Don't forsake my sanity, man. That was real. Mm. Come on, man. Yeah, but I think it proves my point, though. Is like I stood up streaming illegal Knicks games against the Raptors in Tallahassee for that. I'm just saying, like, like people should have kind of not trusted after a month and a half to be like, oh, oh Jeremy Lin's the, the best point guard. I think we all knew that was fake, though, but this is different. He's doing this on LeBron James. In the playoffs, like, when Jeremy Lin met the Heat, like he on that run, they did that against the crappy Lakers. I mean, I remember that Jeremy Lin run at the back of my hand. It was against the Raptors, who weren't playoff contending that year. I mean, it was it was really an easy run. And he was averaging like twenty five points to seven assists or whatever it was. And then he ran into LeBron and D Wade, and he couldn't bring it across half court, Jay. He couldn't bring it across half court. They exposed him. They exposed him for what he was, and. I don't think that will happen to Terry Rozier at any point. Just getting straight up shook like that, you know what I'm saying? Or getting dominated athletically. But he's too quick. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying I, feel I gotta see more of a sample size. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I'm not I'm not saying I got all the faith in the world in him, but just Kyrie's proven to be questionable already. But, uh, yeah, and then tonight, well, today's Sunday, I don't know when uh, this will get posted. I'm sure it'll be tomorrow. But tonight, Golden State and Houston should be a good game. I think Houston uh, Houston can keep it up. They should. Is that tonight? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to keep it funky with you. Golden State can win that series of five games. 
See, I got it. Houston at six or seven. Tell me why. Persuade Steph Curry is, I think, is hurt. And if he plays, like, if they wear him out like they have been, he, if Steph Curry's the lynch, I think, like, the difference for that team. What what Boston did to LeBron in games one and two is what Houston did to KD in game two and was very successful because KD went off, but everybody else, you know, they wear out by making them run around and then their legs are tired at the end of the game. And if you have a hurt knee and aren't 100%, that just kind of elevates it even more and then you can't shoot the threes, which is what you're dependent on when you're Steph Curry. Are you done? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not persuaded. Where is he fine? Right, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because, man, I just think unless they lay down like they did last game defensively when it gets back to Houston, because they're going to win these two and go and stay. Like, they're not losing an Oracle. I just, the Rockets haven't played like that all year with that passing P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon 40-footers with a hand in their face, fading away. Trevor Ariza hitting step backs, like, them swinging the ball. They look like the Warriors playing out there. So I just, I don't see them playing with that level of comfort and that level of stability for another three games that it's going to take for them to win. I think they're going to get real tight. Harden's going to get the dribble, 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 dribble in too much. And, you know, it's just going to get to the point where the Warriors get back to playing Warrior basketball. Steph is going to get back in his groove. I mean, he's already getting back in his groove, man. He's been playing well. He just had a couple rough games. I don't know. Both games when, against Houston were pretty bad. But, Jake, when hasn't he had rough games in the playoffs? I mean, this Jake, man has never made one or less threes in two consecutive games ever. But he's played his terrible. Career. He's played terrible against the Cavs yeah, in those and, finals games. And I, look, you, that argument for, against Houston, I think, is it, honestly, it's kind of a silly one because Houston's been playing like that all year, and that's how they had the number one record in the league. But when haven't they been good in the regular season? When hasn't James Harden been great in the regular season? But that's Chris Paul makes a difference. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Like, and that's the difference. Chris Paul's right. made a huge difference with James Harden and, and the Rockets. James Harden still doesn't play defense. You're right, but, but they've been here before. But when they have their highest scoring offense, they run fast. They drop, can score you just as fast as Golden run. State. You like, can't run with Golden State. You can't dude, play their New game. Orleans, New Orleans had a faster pace than Golden State throughout the year. I'm not saying that means like they're better. I'm just saying like... Golden State's pace isn't the fastest, and teams do run just as much. It's not like they can wear out Houston. Houston did just the same just the same thing this last game. Over a seven-game series, you cannot score with Golden State. If you attempt to do so, you will lose. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And that's why they play the game. Who said it? Herm Edwards? I wish we could drop that clip in. I will. <laughs> Jay, give me an impersonation. Oh, I, I got to think of that quote real quick. You play to win the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know, man. It's those old commercials that NFL used to put on are funny when it was those funny clothes. Playoffs? Playoffs? It's like, they are who they thought we were. Or, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, you're right. You need to, you need to remember the quotes. <laughs> this is Denny Green, RIP. They, they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Talking about the Chicago Bears. I remember that game like it was back in my hand. I remember when they lost. I was like, damn. Like, Brian Erlacher was so happy. Playoffs? <laughs> we, can't, we can't even win a damn game. Playoffs? You were talking about the playoffs? <laughs> that was after Peyton Manning threw like three interceptions in a row. I think they lost to the Dolphins or some shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Those clips are funny, man. You don't get that anymore, though, because NFL coaches are so well-polished. And that's what you said earlier. That goes back to our conversation earlier. Social media, the internet, and it's constant 24-7 coverage around sports. As beautiful as it is, and as many jobs as it creates, and as many outlets as it creates, like this, like podcasts, for us to talk shit about sports. At the end of the day, it creates this safetyness or this, you know, unnatural reaction that we got to listen to out of these Russell Wilson-type quarterbacks and these... Bill Belichick type coaches where they don't want to give us the meat. They don't want to be human beings. Yeah, but then we do get guys like Russ Westbrook. Yeah. Who who But he just hates the media. That's different. That's like a disdain. So this man said the funniest stuff. Like they asked him a super ass question and he was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's funny that we're able to get that because we would like that you those reactions used to just be folklore. Like, you hear about athletes saying shit, but you never really know for a fact. Now it's on wax. Yeah. Like, practice. Let's talk about practice. I listened to that rant the other day just because it was the anniversary of that rant. Yeah. Well, he's kind of right. He was 100% right if you listen to the entire rant. I mean, I think I just heard today or yesterday that, like, Boston has held, like, 50 practices all year. That's it. Like, that's not even a lot. And those dudes are young. There's no reason for them to be holding that few, uh, so few practices. They're all, they got one dude, like J.R. Smith said, they needed that three days rest. Hey, oh, they got young guys over there. Any guy was like, they got, they got somebody that was born in 98, 99, bro. They must have, they must have let, like, Boston must have a no Hennessy in the locker room rule, and that's why J.R. Smith didn't have a good game one and two. (laughs) As soon as they get back to Cleveland, it's like, oh, have as much. They probably got, like, water coolers full of Henny. Bruh. Like, in, in J.R. Smith's lock. He's like, 98, bruh. I still had Henny in my baby bottle, bruh. <laughs> it's like Mike's secret stuff, except J.R.'s secret stuff. <laughs> and it's a, it's a water squeeze bottle full of Henny. Henny and Red Bull, bruh. Henny and Red Bull. That's that J.R. juice. You come out there. And that 40-footer fady. Yeah. I think we, we were talking about it watching the game the other night. Like, what a what a story of un or of wasted talent. What is it? Untapped, untapped, untapped potential. Yeah, untapped potential. You took the words right out of my mouth, there, Jay. Untapped potential. That's the greatest case of untapped potential I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know. It's Lance Stevenson. I it's think like, he tapped out. And and yeah, Michael Beasley, man. Michael Beasley, yeah. Michael Beasley. And barring injury, I mean, just like, because those dudes didn't have, like, horrific injuries. Yeah. Obviously, we could say Derrick Rose. Uh, Derrick Rose, you could say Greg Oden. Yeah, we could, yeah, I think we've, we've had this conversation. I mean, you, you could know, say, like, this one I hate to say, because he had great ears, and I'm mad his career fell short, but Brandon Roy, man. Brandon Roy? Brandon Roy was so great. And degener- Brandon, I'm sorry Brandon for your degenerative knees. I can't imagine how that feels. He's a great coach now. But yeah, uh, Grant Hill, Penny Hardaway. Yeah, man. Rough sport out here. But none rougher than the sport of football. And I mean, this conversation started with me just saying I miss those ranks from old coaches. Yeah. Mike Tomlin still holds it down. He shows you his true grit. You still get some art. Pete Carroll's all right. Pete Carroll's a pretty good. He's still a bit of a character. 
Rex Ryan used to be good before he got fired. I think the NFL's fed up with him. I don't see him getting another head coaching job ever. Well, no, he's on ESPN now. I don't think he would want to take a head coaching job. His life is probably so much easier. He would take one if somebody gave it to him. We thought the same thing about John Gruden. Nah, John hey, Gruden, you, could always knew, you always knew John Gruden wanted to get back into coaching. Man, Rex like, Rex Ryan wants to get back into coaching, but, like, man, that, that ESPN gig is probably pretty nice. They're probably paying you probably roughly the same, and it's not nearly half as poor. Bro, he's joked about it, though, with quarterbacks on, like he said, like, you know, I got forced out. So, like, I mean, he, he wants another coaching job. It's just they got tired of that. They got tired of the shtick with the Jets and I think the Bills. Be, I mean, he's a better defensive coordinator than he is head coach. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's where he fits best, the coordinator. I mean, he could. He was a good head coach, man. Those Jets teams were decent. He just needed a quarterback, and um, he really needed to give I mean, the reins a little bit more to offense. I just think, I mean, those Jets teams, like, prove, like, what he could do on a defense, but how he can't develop an offense. What the, that just shows, man. He he, he wasn't. I mean, right. I followed that, that tried and true, that defense was championships. I mean, it's like. If you look at the Ravens' first and Super Bowl, right, Trent Dilfer was a quarterback. It was like, yeah, yeah. go in there, manage the game, get seven points on the, the board. This will be a different sport. The though. defense was like, get seven points on the board, and we'll make sure that we win the game. Yeah. Might as well be a different sport. Yeah. I mean, you're right. But at the end of the day, Bill Belichick was a defensive coordinator that's learned to evolve as a manager of the game and a mitigator for Yeah, but Bill Belichick, you're talking mediator. about the great... Uh, you're probably talking about the greatest coach, though. Well, you know, Bill Parcells, like, these D coordinators make good head coaches, and that's who they learn from. Oh, I'm not saying they don't. It's just Rick didn't do it well Tomlin enough. Tomlin was a, a defensive coordinator. It's just some guys are more better at, like, conform, not conforming, but, like, learning and becoming more offensive-minded or knowing to give up the reins of the offense. That's what it is. It's about, well, Rex gave up the reins. He just gave it up to the wrong guy. He wasn't good enough at delegating. That's what it is. But, I mean, it doesn't help that Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. He put too much faith in Mark Sanchez. I mean, he got the guy fucking tatted. He had butt fumble Sanchez. Like, come on, man. Yeah, man. It was it was a lost cause. He just showed poor judgment in quarterbacks. That's what it was. And then delegated to the decision makers who were in charge of the special teams. Wasn't, wasn't it him who had the special teams coach who tripped to do for the Dolphins? I mean, he just had a bunch of meatheads on his coaching staff, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, shit. What else is there, man? What, what else did you want to talk about? Uh, oh, well, there's two things. These are kind of just random, but uh, number one, so, like, lately, past few years, I've been trying to, like, kill bugs less and less, you know, like, if I see them, catch them, put them back outside rather than step on them and kill them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then sometimes I kind of sit there come dinner time. And I kind of have this moral dilemma in my head because, like, where do I get off taking the high road, not killing bugs, but then, like, eating chicken, pork, and beef, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. It's kind of those, like, like I'm not going to say existential problems, just kind of like that, like a moral dilemma within myself. It's kind of funny. I think, like, it's interesting to hear different people's opinions on it. Yeah, and we talked about that for sure. Yeah, the philosophy behind it that I thought you should espouse is, well, Buddhists kill bugs to eat their vegetables with pesticides, so it should be okay for me to do so as well in terms of survival. You know, like, their justification is survival, yours should be the same. And I forget the analogy I made before with, um, what was it? 
the philosophy behind uh, like the idea of you not being able to get your meat no that was something else yeah I don't know I can't remember yeah smoke too much weed but in any case yeah and then uh, who just killed bugs bro yeah but I mean it's like I don't know it's just kind of funny like I wasn't killing any bugs like that's what I'm saying I'm not Buddhist but I'm saying like I'm not gonna kill a bug but I don't give a shit about this chicken that is like brutally murdered for me to eat you don't give a fuck about it at all Oh, you're just a piece of shit. You should give a fuck. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't give a shit about the chicken, but I care about the bugs. So then in my head, before I'm eating the dinner, it's like, man, I should care about the chicken. It's like, well, I'm not going to stop eating chicken. I see what you're saying. Like, so I have the moral, like, dilemma. It's like, oh, I won't kill a bug. But I'll eat this chicken. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I I should make it fully, fully across the board and be like, I'm not going to eat that. And then, no. like, but I don't want to be vegetarian or vegan. Like, that just sounds terrible. Like, like bacon is one of the greatest things I've ever had. And, like, pork belly, shout out to my brother Nick. He makes this shit, like, it's candy. It should have heaven in my mouth. Shout out to him. Hopefully he'll make some soon again before he leaves. But Mouth clouds. Yeah, man. You shouldn't feel bad about anything that you eat as long as you understand the context within you eating it and that you try to get the free-range shit. You try to get the, the, you know, the non-factory farm shit, the shit that you know doesn't have the pesticides, the homogenized, the nitrates, the nitrites. You try to do best until you can hunt and get your own meat. But until that day, or you don't, you know, the butcher, you know, you do what you can. You take those steps. Just go to the Amish market and get your shit because you know they're doing it 100% as clean as possible. They don't even, you know, use deodorant. So they're legit. Yeah. And then uh, this is another one. We haven't talked about this before, but... New one. So, is there anything that happens like in the house or anything that like kind of just irks you? Makes you feel like, no, 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 not just with Tevin, just like anyone you've ever lived with. Like, my, someone in my family, I don't know who, because I've never seen them, leaves the drawers open or the cabinets open. Oh my God. And I, I if I was going to say that. And if I walk by, I have to shut it. And it irks the shit out of me. Oh like, my God. I hope Tyler listens to this. My old roommate from college, who I love to death, and I talked to him a few weeks ago. We lived together for like three years. He used to leave the cabinets and drawers open every goddamn morning that he went up to get coffee or whatever he did, you know? And I'm just like, bro, close the cabinets. Yeah. Like, I'm going to show you this picture. Obviously, you, you guys are listening. Can't see the picture, but I'll describe it. It's. The countertop, it's the microwave and the cabinet underneath, and it's half half open. So, like, the silverware is all there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anytime I walk through the kitchen, like, if I see that, like, it kind of makes me mad a little bit, and then I have to shut it. Like, I can't just leave it. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds OCD. I don't think I have OCD, but, like, there's you just something. You don't have OCD. Whoever's doing that is a lazy, selfish piece of shit. You don't have OCD. That's all it is. I'm, and they're your family. I love them. It's like that, and then, like, just, like, something like that, or maybe, like, uh, everybody makes noises when they when they eat. But but some people are just too really loud or too with their mouth open. Like, that shit irks the shit out of me. I have to get up and, like, leave the room. Yeah, these things need to be addressed. These, these are things that you should address head on. You know. Well, see, the thing about that one is my brother gets pissed off, and then it's all out. It's like World War Three over people eating funny. So, like, I just don't want to Does he eat it. funny? What do you mean he gets pissed off? Like, he'll get mad at my mom, because she'll too loud. But then sometimes I'd be sitting with him, and, like, he starts making noises, like, that I, like, he's not meaning to, but, like, it's just noises while I was chewing, and I'm like, I want to say something. I'm like, I don't want to get into a fight, like, right now, so I'll just get up and go into a different room. 
to bend the case of the pot calling the kettle black over there. She like that, yeah. All right, well, fair enough. I don't know. I'm one of those people that are just going to say it straight up. And that's what I love about Tyler. Again, I hope he's listening. We would just straight up have it out. We might argue about the shit, and then he would do it again. But, yeah, he was a mess. And that was one of those things that I really disliked about people. And they're just lazy messes. I, I'm one of those people that as I cook, I cook a lot. I love to cook, love to bake. But I clean as I cook. Yeah. And it really pisses me off when people don't clean up after they cook or at least clean while they're doing so. Yeah. Which is a sign of laziness now, to me. Now, see, like, when I lived with people, at least this is how I think I was, I would keep my area dirty. Like, my room would be messy. But mm-hmm. the shared space that I have with other people, yeah. like, nah. And I didn't use the actual dishes and shit. Like, I'm, I'm lazy, but I'm a smart lazy. Like, I'll use paper and yeah. plastic and then throw that shit away so I don't have to do dishes. Exactly. Yeah, if you're going to be lazy, know your limitations. Don't go in there and try to be Chef Emerald mm-hmm. and then leave the shit looking a mess like a fucking tornado hit my shit. Then I got to go off like Gordon Ramsay. Shit's going to get real. The fucking Risotto! The fucking Risotto's moosh! <laughs> so I get really upset. But yeah, that drawer thing, man, like that shit irks me. For yeah. some reason, I don't know what it is about the drawers and cabinets. That shit just blows me. Yeah. It really pisses me off, too. That's the first thing that came into my mind. That's why it's so funny that you said that. How did you know I'm going to say that? I think that hurts a lot of people, because I've heard females doing that, up too. One thing, uh, that's another stereotype that gets broken. Women are messes. Women are the grossest. Oh, uh, I, I live with two girls one time. Ooh. Terrible. We only had one bathroom. Whoa. Tell me about it. It wasn't as bad as you'd expect, but it was bad enough for me to, to kind of realize, like, I really... I, I don't know. I thought that... that like they'd be that that would be cleaner. The living spaces were fucking clean all the time. Like I I felt bad how much that they would like they would straighten up. But like I said, I keep the shared spaces kind of clean. But the bathroom, yeah, oh, that's a whole different story. How'd you swing the situation living with two kids? What's going on here? It's two of my friends at college. My it's my parents' beach house in the summertime, and nobody was trying to like pay too much and I think like one of their parents like wasn't letting them live in the condo that they lived in the year before nice. so yeah they shared a room and me and my buddy shared the other room nice sounds like a good summer there Jake any was, other stories you want to share it was fun I'm trying to think man I've had some wild wild no. stories from no I'm saying that from that specific situation it sounds like you oh no nah, nothing happened oh okay all right, I guess I'm just being a little, little dirty. Mine's even better. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, I it, looking back, I'm upset at myself, but hmm. so be it. Oh, so something could have happened? I don't think so, but I would have probably tried harder. Oh, all right. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, my mind's racing right now. I'm better full of hot loads. It's been a while. Trying to think, what else is there to talk about? Yeah, it's been a while since we've gotten on. Well, no, we, we talked last week. I know I podcasted last week. Well, we talked about, yeah, probably a little seven, eight days ago. We could yeah. go. But I didn't have any specific topics thought out then. This time I actually did have some stuff that we went through and I wanted to go through. I mean, we didn't hit on Kanye Little really too much. I mean, we can touch back on uh, what? Cole Beasley. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so we both listened to Cole Beasley album. I heard it. So, hold on, hold on. I didn't listen to every song, but the songs that we listened, that we touched on last week, Perkle. I listened to some clips of it. 
percolating was one of them. I was, I was excited for it. I have to say, I was disappointed. Wah, wah, wah. Like, I'm sorry, Cole Beasley. Like, I'm sure people enjoy your album. Who? I just I have to, don't happen to be one of them. Yeah, who? Well, man, all his teammates, Cole man. They won't enjoy it. They'll enjoy the fact that he's trying. They're slicing it, though. But, like, that's what boys do, man. I would hope if I dropped the album, even if it was, like, of decent, that my homeboys would slice the shit out of me. Of course, I'd repost it. I, I've got friends who drop trash music that I repost it. I don't want to say names. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, I mean, you gotta you got to slice up your homeboys. you got to root for your team and go ahead and do their thing. But... Yeah, he ain't my homeboy. Cole Beasley shit was garbage. It was hot garbage out here. Percolating was not percolating. Mm-hmm. It was actually dictating straight garbage to my eardrums. I did not like none of it. That, Hate Me Now, the 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 rumors. What was the other song he had? Shit, If I Am Me. He's trying to be like Eminem mixed with uh, Macklemore mixed with The Weeknd on that bitch. It was terrible. <laughs> terrible with a capital Charles Barkley. Alright, uh, yeah, speaking of albums, can we think of another example where we were robbed of a great album because of a relationship ending? Like, so we were robbed of an upbeat, beautiful album from the weekend because him and Selena Gomez broke up and he dropped Melancholy. Can you think of any others where we've been robbed? Before I think of any of this, we have a different take on this. I don't think we were robbed of anything because he's gonna drop it later in the summer. No, we were just gifted a more beautiful, melancholy, somber, old school weekend album because of this heartbreak. No, weekend said he's never dropping. He said no one's ever gonna hear it because he's never gonna want to perform a song that uh, songs that he doesn't actually feel. That's what he said. Does he hate money? He's gonna feel this. He don't hate money, but he don't need to drop the album. He probably has like three others already done. He's gonna feel. Plus, he just dropped his his like clothing uh, collab with um, Marvel, like Starboy collab with Marvel. That shit is kind of tough. He's got a Marvel, Marvel. Like t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. But man, screw all that. Music wise, he's there's no way he's just gonna let great music sit on the shelf. Man, he's an artist. I, think, I doubt. I think it. he would. Man, fuck that guy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I, I'm trying to think of a situation where that might have happened. Uh, Somebody at work the other day said uh, we were robbed of a great Lauryn Hill album because Blyclef. Says who though? Because like she kind of stopped after Miseducation. Like like Blyclef must have fucked fucked her up in the head so much that like I don't think it was Blyclef's fault. But I get what they're saying. Okay, if it was Blyclef's fault, then damn, we were we were robbed of a lot more than one album. Robbed of a whole career, so that might be the greatest case. I'm trying to think what else. Like, we have to go back through the annals. Like, uh, are we talking about band breakups too? Probably robbed of some great in sync albums from Justin Timberlake. Right? JT, but JT, who's great? Um, I don't know. That was a hard one to go off the top, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. We're trying to think it out. I mean. You gotta think I don't singers. really have any others like Chris Brown when him and Rihanna went through it I mean was he coming up with some new hot wax I think uh, this one's kind of like more definite because like we arrived at great Nirvana albums Nirvana that's a different Nirvana. that's a different story yeah I mean well yeah you could definitely use that case for like a bunch of great artists on the 27 list 
the Janis Joplin's, the Jimi Hendrix, but was that relationship based or just, you know? Well, there's theories about Dallin, like, love. No, I saw the documentary. I, I was on that boat that thought that she killed him. But when you really think about it, he was, he, he, he just shot so he shot down. But it is weird, though. It's pretty weird. Were there any other topics that we were, like, could come back to from last week? Like well, Cole Beasley. I mean, you finished Atlanta. Did we ever? Yeah, we talked Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, we talked This Is America. Yeah. Kind of things like what else? What else? What else? Yeah, no, there's really nothing else to circle back on. I mean, Westworld. Did you, did you I watch Westworld? Excuse me. Have not watched Westworld. Yeah, man, you're tripping. I just got my PlayStation off for the first time in like a month and a half. Two months. Yeah, I don't know why you haven't watched Westworld. I don't know. Did I ask you my ultimate sports question? What? Like, uh, your favorite sports, fighting one, or like fighting, basketball, football. Like, what's your favorite sports? Oh, my favorite sports? Yeah. I mean, I like most sports. I just have to say that football, basketball, and baseball are my favorite sports. Yeah. Um... The rest are all up there. I mean, hockey's, like, growing on me because it's, like, kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I hear it's much better in person, so I need to get to a game. Uh, I used to play, like, tennis when I was younger, but I don't watch tennis by any, like, by any means. Mm-hmm. Fighting's always fun to watch, like UFC and boxing. I mean, yeah. The Lomachenko fight the other day. Crazy, right? It's man, it's so good. So good. Lomachenko's pound pound top. Top three boxers right now, going. Like, I want to see some, like, badass UFC fights. I want to see Conor McGregor fight again, but I know it's going to be a while before he but does. You don't have to wait for him, man. There are badass UFC fights every weekend. No, There's I know there are. I watch him with my brother all the time, but I'm saying, like, I want to see him fight just because, like, how crazy he is. There's a guy called Darren Till from Liverpool, England. You heard of him? Yeah. This dude's fighting May 27th. He's the up-and-coming Conor McGregor. Six-foot savage. Which, uh, I only ask that because, like, I always ask people's favorite sport because I like to figure out you know, people, when you say you're into fighting, I like to figure out why people are into the sports they're into. And I, this was never explained to me so plainly until Max Kellerman said it, who's, you know, one of my favorite boxing commentators because he's very concise and breaks that shit down like art. He was talking about how boxing and fighting in general is a metaphor for every other sport. You ever heard him analogize this? So basically he's saying how in football, basketball, whatever, I mean, physically you're trying to dominate the opposition. And it's a metaphor for what fighting already is. Everybody can understand fighting. I mean, when one person's knocked out, it's over. When one person punches the other in the face, they're beating the other person. Whereas baseball, hockey, there's all these rules surrounding what you're actually trying to do. I mean, they even have enforcers in these sports to sort of enforce the fact that you're trying to physically dominate. And he always says, like, if there's four sports going on every single corner, basketball, football, whatever, hockey or soccer, you know, they're going on all, all the corners in some big city in America, and a fight breaks out, all eyes going to be on the fight. Like that, I mean, it's proven in baseball games. You know, the camera will break to a fight between two random fat dudes drunk in the stands. Well, nowadays, not so much, because they've kind of told them not to not to cut to it anymore. But, but if but... you're in the stands... Oh, yeah, you, you, you see it right away, yeah. You go start watching the fight, it's like... What's well, like fighting is like... Just broken down honestly is the most like human primal. natural primal human instinctual sport 
I mean, it's like down to you're you versus me. Like, who's going to beat who? Like, exactly. It's nothing else to it. Exactly. And that's why it's the most fun. And then, man, like, you, as violent as it is, man, seeing seeing these dudes get knocked out cold, it's just something like, it's, like, you just have to watch. Like, I don't know. And as violent as it is, it's still inflicting less damage on your brain and on your body than football. I will say, though, I do have a hard time watching, like, in UFC, when they, like, you can tell he's done, but they, they got to keep beating on them until the ref calls it like it's kind of tough to watch because you know they're out and they're just breaking their fucking face and some dudes are worse than others like they're more vicious when they know they KO the dude they're still going for another kill shot those dudes are pieces of shit but at the end of the day all of those dudes have been on the canvas in that same position so karma comes around yeah and they all get knocked out at some point by the the time comes knocking on all their doors at Sometimes the most inopportune time. I hope it doesn't happen to John Bone Jones, but it will. Unfortunately, we won't watch him fight UFC anymore. No, he's he gonna have to go to Bellator or something. Nah, he'll be back. We come on. Watch. Want to bet money? Aren't there steroids? I don't know. No, no, no. They've already proven that it was a tainted supplement. I don't know. I thought the test uh, showed that, it, that they weren't. Uh-huh. Usada said that it was a tainted supplement. Even Jeff Nowitzki said it on the podcast I listened to. He was saying that there's no way John Jones. Because it was Tim, not Tim Uterall, that's what uh, Canelo took. It was um, some 1980s era power lifter drug that wouldn't have been in his system like at the time that he took it unless he was trying to get, like, I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor. I think yeah. the way he explained it. But basically, fucking John Jones is going to fight the UFC again. He's probably going to fight against Brock Lesnar or the winner of Stipe DC. And that's going to happen probably summer next year. Well, I like uh, John Jones, like my favorite fighter, so I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, me too. Chuck Liddell was just talking shit about fighting John Jones. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. These dudes need to hang it up. Chuck Liddell's. I mean, I love the Iceman, but, man, he needs to find another, like, career path. He's 42. He's not fighting fucking John Jones. Not for, you know, not in any sanction. Wait, when Miocic, though, wouldn't fight John Jones. John Jones, John Jones was a light heavyweight. John Jones moved up to heavyweight. That was always the plan. He was going to move up to heavyweight and fight Barack after he beat DC. But I don't think Barack come back him. either because the steroids. He's coming back. The UFC is all about making those big super fights now. He was on steroids when he demolished Mark Hunt last time they fought, and they knew it. That's why they had to write Mark Hunt a fat $250,000 check or whatever. So, I mean, they don't care. They give dudes... Not sanctions. They give dudes uh, amendments or whatever, addendums. Like, but put it in the contract. We know you're on the juice. Just, you know, try and cycle off for this fight. Do what you can. We won't test you. And do what you can. And that's it. So they know. They don't give a shit. But when you said that, though, fighting, most primal sport, fighting and running. Because at the end of the day, if you were fast enough to get away from somebody, they weren't going to beat your ass. But what came first, the chicken or the egg? I think fighting. Because I think somebody was getting shit beat out of him, and then the other dude ran away and was like, oh. Well, no, I'd say running because you had to run for food. I think running came first? You had to run after your food. Fair enough. So you think food just, you think we always, you think we hunted for food before it came easily to us? Like, you think we went after meat before we just ate vegetation off the ground? I mean, like... You had the hunters and gatherers, and you did both at the same time. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, if you're hungry, 
I think you're going to take what's easiest first. I think the first thing we was like, I mean, it's proven that that's because our brain didn't develop. I mean, we don't know what how the human brain doubled in size over that period that it did. But most people think that's because we started eating and cooking our meat and shit. But before we ate meat, we just ate vegetables. And the first thing that we ate that was fleshy at all was mushrooms. And they had psilocybin, which might have helped double our brain. But like the meat thing, I, I think we just ate plants and shit first. We probably just walked first. We, could, we didn't have the ability to run. Well, just, yeah, no, walking before running, of course. But yeah. I'm saying, like, people were definitely running uh, before they were... Like, I think they were fighting for some of the because the resources probably ran short. And, like, after you ran out of vegetables and water and shit, people started beating each other's asses. And then that's how they had to figure out to run. I think fighting came first. I wish I was a fly on that wall. I wish I was a fly on the nutsack of one of those homo sapiens. Is there anything else? I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Game three tonight. Who you got? Houston. You got Houston in game three? You know it's like whoever wins game three. Dude, I have Houston winning the series, man. In seven or six? Either one. If it's seven, that's a difference because it's in Oracle. I I can't put a put a finger on it. I know that Cavs are winning in six. That but means that you don't have real faith. No, I do. I have Houston winning the series. I think I said in six to begin with, but yeah, okay. All right, we'll go with that. All right, well we'll we'll see how that pans out. I, I just wanted to be a good series. That's all. That's all I care about. Because I don't really give a shit about any of these teams. Likewise, I don't give a shit about any team in the NBA. Period. All right, I'm from. I'm I'm a child of the world, and the only sport I care about is the sport of love and spreading it. No, I'll take that back. Mm-hmm. I want to run the win this shit. Fuck the Warriors. Fuck the Warriors. I'll take that back to you. Man, I used to be a big fan of Durant. I'm still a fan, but when he went to Golden State. Yeah, we agree. It's a different thing, man. What he did is different than what LeBron did. I mean, absolutely. It's a different thing. KD went to the best team ever, yeah, record-wise. It's a different thing. Miami was, was like, I'm pretty sure a playoff team, but, like... An eight seed with a young yeah, coach. that's what I'm saying. They brought in a new big, like, pretty much a whole new team and a new head coach. It's like... Yeah. I mean, not to say it wasn't ready-made. Everybody knew they were going to make it to the finals, whatever, but it's a different thing. Not to mention the fact KD was just up 3-1 on the team that he joined. And now, having seen Russell Westbrook selfishly average two triple-doubles, you know, back-to-back seasons of triple-doubles, which is one of the greatest athletic feats I think we'll ever see in the history of sport. It's just, I mean we kind of can understand why he would want to leave. But the fact that he joined that team at that time and the way he did it, it was just, it was a it was a different thing. I mean, like, Michael would never join the Pistons. Ever. Like, that wouldn't happen. Ever. And I'm, Michael Jordan ruined basketball in a lot of ways for people because the Jordan rule, like, now you have to take bad shots to be a good player. But... At the same time, you're right. That mentality to not want to join the opposition is something that should exist in sport. 
So like, if you can't beat them, join them. Like, no. If you can't beat them, work fucking harder to try and beat them. Yeah. And I think LeBron did it the right way. I think he just needed... It would have been great if he could have stayed in Cleveland the whole time, but I think he needed to learn to win. And he wasn't going to learn to win in Cleveland. If he just stayed in Cleveland, he'd have been the greatest player to win one title. Because he left too late. <laughs> and won, like, one championship or maybe two with whatever team he joined in his free agency. That's the only thing that people can take away from LeBron is that the the one mistake he made throughout his career is just the way he went about announcing what he was doing. Oh yeah, people. I don't think really people will remember that in twenty years. But you're right. If they want to remember anything, that'll be the one. Like that is the only really bad thing you can say about LeBron. But in hindsight, if we were true, like say we were like fifty right now, and we remembered when Jordan left to go play baseball. We would hold that over his head so much more. But people knew he wanted to play baseball. It doesn't matter. We know. And he, he didn't make like he didn't have a whole hour long special saying, "Oh, I'm retiring to go play baseball." Charity. It was worse. He had, he like cried and she wanted that But still, man, you I mean, he thought at the time he thought he was retiring from the game. Bro. You really think he planned to go play baseball for three years and then come back? No. Oh, shit, man. I don't think he had that plan. I'm just saying, we, we give him the benefit of the doubt on something like that. Because if he, if he had that plan, he would have told the Bulls, don't retire my number. I'm just saying, we give him the benefit of the doubt like that. No, I that's think, what I'm saying. I don't think it's the decision to do it. I think it's the way he went about it is the only downside. Just the, I'm taking my talents to South Beach City. People need to get over it. I mean, it was for charity. He raised like $4 million bucks for the Girls and, for the girls and Boys Club. It was a good thing. And you watched. Did you watch? Fuck yeah. Then shut the fuck up. Everybody watched. That's my thing. That's why ESPN bought the damn thing. So at the end of the day, it was a smart business decision. And he, if anything, he showed other players how not to do it. So we should thank him for that. And then he came out with the decision to partner up with the writer for the Sports Illustrated article. And I'm coming home. Like, and made it about family and the land and all that shit. I mean, he's a marketing genius. He knows how to frame a story, frame a narrative. And that's why he's going to make movies when he retires. Like he already has been. Yeah, very well, too. I mean, he's funny shit in the train wreck. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, man. He was a good little self-deprecating... I have a hard time watching that because, like, I'm not a huge Amy Schumer fan. I'm not either, but it's a funny one. I like Bill Hader. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's hilarious. Have you seen Barry on HBO? Nah. Bro. Dude, I don't have HBO, man. Get the free trial. I got the free trial. That's what I'm talking... I'm thinking about doing Get a little 30-day free trial, man. Barry's a good, dark, little, sardonic, humorous show where it's about uh, an ex-Afghani sniper who becomes an assassin in California, but he also wants to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And Bill Hader's the assassin slash actor, and I'm just leaving it there. It's funny as fuck. Nice. Uh, dark, funny. It's like Dexter, but funnier. Because mm-hmm. Dexter wasn't funny at all. So like Dexter, but it didn't look funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's good, it's good. But yeah. I I'm, think uh I think we ended there. Yeah, it's a good way to end it. Then until next time people. Yeah, we'll have to circle back on whatever we remember to circle back on. Much love. Chicken grease in the east. If you have anything we want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah. In, in the review. in the comments. Yeah, or send me a DM on Instagram, SoundCloud, your number. Or you can mail it to us. (laughs) Old school textile.